Today's topic is going to be just the very simple statement of good uh, ideas do not require force. But before we get to that, we do want to mention uh, two of the campaigns that we have running right now. We have uh, one uh, called the Save Our Children campaign, uh, kind of running off the hashtag, but it is for uh, the fight against child sex trafficking. Uh, across the planet, we were actually partnered up with the Operation Underground Railroad, one of the largest uh, sex trafficking or anti-sex trafficking nonprofits on the planet. Uh, so that's really cool. And then we are also running our education fundraiser uh, that has come up due to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, due to schools being out. Uh, People having to homeschool, teachers having extra supplies they got to bring in, whatnot. We're trying to raise funds to help out with all that, whether it's supplies uh, for homeschooling parents or new homeschooling parents, tips, tricks, all that fun stuff, or uh, sending out supplies to teachers in public schools. Because unfortunately, this is something that is affecting everybody, and we want to help as much as we can in the process. That miss anything, Jeff? No, I don't think so. Those are the two big ones that we have going. Nice. All right. Uh, in that case, let's uh, let's go ahead and roll into the topic of discussion for today's podcast. The saying of "Good ideas do not require force." It seems like a simple concept, but for some reason, a lot of people like to convolute it with uh, other things, and it's. Most of these things are pretty easily debunked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what the basic idea behind it, of course, is that if people find an idea compelling, valuable, they're going to support it of their own free will. Exactly. They don't have to be forced to do things that they already think is a good idea. And if you think you have to force someone to go along with you, maybe your idea isn't so good. Nope. And that force can come through, well, whether it's uh, something of a violent nature or if it's, you know, being taxed into uh, oblivion because we have to pay for all these sort of programs that a lot of us look at and go, I'm pretty sure this could be done in the private sector. Yes. And the force itself, it seems like whenever we uh, post on social media, the slogan, good ideas don't require force. Someone will come along and troll us and type, what about stopping slavery? That required force. What about stopping the Nazis? That required force. Gotcha, you silly voluntarists. <laughs> but I think, I think that idea is more than a little bit disingenuous. Or perhaps they're just not thinking things through. But we have to go back to basic libertarian-esque principles on this one of aggression versus non-aggression. The slavery and what's behind the uh, Nazism, of course, fascism, both of those require force to initiate. Therefore, stopping them wouldn't be considered another idea. That's basic self-defense. Correct. There, There is a difference in between... Uh fighting to stop something and defending what's yours, whether that's your family, your neighbor, your uh, belongings, uh, especially in a situation uh, 
like with what the, what happened with the Nazis in Europe. I mean, we could have done so much uh, different things to get involved. Uh, we could have we could have opened up more immigration uh, to the Jews to bring them back over. Uh, we could have um, supported in so many different ways. It's it, the idea that somebody would be in the wrong for stopping jackboot thugs from kicking down your front door and snatching you up to take you to a gulag, or I'm sorry, not a gulag, but a a gas chamber somewhere, that you are doing anything but self-defense, that's, uh, like you said, it's a troll way to to approach uh, the debate at question. Yeah, and that's the... And that's the response to the idea. The idea was the Nazis. That was the original instigation of things. And never without that giant state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reaction to that, I don't think, especially in the within the scope of good ideas don't require force, can be legitimately legitimately considered to be a new idea. Correct. So, and it. Uh, However, we can also change gears topic a little bit. If, of course, the Nazis' ideas had been good, they wouldn't have required force to implement them. But just because America and the other nations did use force and go to war to stop the Nazis doesn't mean that that was necessarily the only way to do it. Correct. And even if they did, it doesn't mean that things like conscription, taxation to support the war effort, those methods of force were necessary or even the best way to go about doing that. Correct. And I do think in some of the ways that, especially in early America, where it was, it, it, there were, before the taxation for, for the war, you, you bought bonds. It was part of your patriotic duty to buy war bonds. Uh, to, and I believe this was, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't this like World War One? I? I think they might have done both the World Wars. But that's, that's an example of uh, raising revenue for a giant army and everything else to fight what is essentially a bad idea of Nazism uh, being voluntarily done whether that was U.S., uh, Poland, so on and so forth. But also, like you said, these other countries, you know, fighting back against the Germans, this is a response to a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it kind of negates the whole argument. The, whole, the argument is if it's a good idea, you do not have to use any type of – people will voluntarily flock to it. it it's voluntarily, in my bad. Uh, will voluntarily flock to that idea. Uh, look at anything in the market nowadays. It, if it's a good idea, it tends to make money. If it's not, it falls apart and it goes to the way of the wind. That's yeah. the that government program should go to. Yeah, and that's of course the corollary of good ideas don't require force. Is that bad ideas can't survive without force? Correct. And that brings us back to um, one of the other trolling ideas, the slavery, is that slavery itself could not have survived 
without force. It was an institution of aggression. Right. However, again, using force to stop it, the war between the states, again, may not have been the best idea. People tend to forget that in the years leading up to that, it was federal law that you had to send escaped slaves back down to the south. Right. To stop. Um, if you're really serious about stopping slavery, how about getting rid of that law and uh, even subsidizing the escape of slaves? I agree. And, or something effect of uh, not a bounty hunter, but a bounty hunter that uh, works. Uh, that's not the right term for it, but somebody that works for the Underground Railroad, let's give them some some dough. Let's help them out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, exactly what we're trying to do with the child sex trafficking, exactly. trying to get out of that kind of a slavery. Yep. Yes, and it seemed the bad idea of slavery would have eventually fallen apart on its own. Uh, I economic boycotts spread the uh, not not propaganda, just the the facts of slavery, how awful it is. And then the campaigns of social pressure. Are you going to buy goods that are made with slavery? That slip blood cotton? People are going to stop doing it. That's all the the Confederacy has. Eventually, they're either going to stop slavery or they're not going to have an economy anymore. Right. And then somebody else is going to come over and take it it over anyway. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways that that could have been approached without being one of America's most bloody wars. Yeah. And of course, they had to resort to, well, they did resort to conscription, taxation, inflation, all these different forceful ideas to try to... So, going back to the good ideas don't require force, there's really not an an honest way, I think, to to control that or to, to discount it. It's so simple. It, 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 for somebody to come along and try to debunk us, uh, such a simple idea, mm-hmm. they obviously have some kind of mal- uh, malicious intent. Uh, and I'm sorry, but more than likely, you're arguing for the existence of government. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way I can see it. And maybe they're malicious. Maybe they just honestly haven't thought about it beyond, oh, we we had to go to war to stop this. That's what they were taught in school. So that's what they think. That's true. Yes. There there are going to be some that come along that are uh, without sounding too uh, harsh, that are ignorant to the ideas of non-aggression principle and uh, voluntarianism and things of that nature. Uh, A lot of times you say something like that to someone, they don't think of of it as in terms like uh, today's drug laws and um, how we fund different government programs and everything down the line. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, that's part of why we're here to try to show them that better way. But that brings us around to uh, 
a topic that's been in the news lately, a perfect one for good ideas don't require force. Le post office. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. People back and forth defund the post office. We need to fund the post office more. People, old people need their medications out in the boonies. We got to get mail in votes because of the beer bug. All this crazy stuff all over the place. But at the bottom line, what they're talking about is forcing the taxpayer to keep paying USPS to keep it afloat. And if, if this was such a good idea, having this monopoly postal service, people wouldn't have to be forced to pay for it. If USPS offered a great service, which they don't, if they did, people would want to pay for it. Correct. Correct. And the evidence in that is, is you know, FedEx, uh, um, UPS, you know, th things of that nature, other businesses that are doing just fine that you don't have to bail out uh, on a yearly basis uh, that are able to pay their own workers and everything and come up with a profit. And a lot of times better than the United States Postal Service. Yeah, yeah, usually. We live up in Alaska now and uh, it's terrible, really. And yeah, I can understand. We live kind of at the top, not at the top of a hill, but our driveway is pretty steep. And yeah. sometimes they just don't even, like, you know, they're supposed to, if they have a package for you, they're supposed to knock on the door and leave a note if you're not there. Right. They don't even bother coming up the hill and they'll just leave the note in the box. Like, lazy son of a... Yeah. Right? Yeah. No but, for you. <laughs> but if we can get rid of not only a forced payments for it, but get rid of that forced monopoly that prevents other people from competing for those basic postal services. Yes. And same rule with any kind of monopoly, price would go down without that monopoly and the quality of the product and service would increase. Well, I, it's the way of the market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Amazon would be delivering mail by drone. I don't know. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I, look, I don't care about Bezos. He can be rich. <laughs> That's fine. He's, Maybe fun to Batman somewhere. I don't know. That. Oh. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> something. It's a lot. Of he can do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much everything for tonight unless you know something else uh no other than uh just everybody look out for our uh, fundraisers that we have going on now if you haven't donated yet uh please do if you can't uh, please share them give them some bumps likes you know get that algorithm working absolutely we'll have links down in the description for this video but Thank you very much for tuning in. And until next time, try to keep a voluntary view of things. We'll see you later.